you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction. Silent night, holy night, always. <laughs> Woo! You left was, me there. there we were going, I had to get we out of going. that. It was, it was throwing me off track hearing that in my ears. Boy, I love Christmas season. Don't I did you? too. Oh, Jordan, Amazing. you love it? Amen. I love it. Amen. Amen. Man, today we want to encourage you. It's one of those things that we always say from the rooms of recovery comes the revival of the nation. We always talk about just getting fired up. But I also realize that you could be like, bruh, <laughs> I'm listening to this on my way to work at 6 a.m. or on my way home from work at whatever time. And I'm just not feeling that, man. I got to go deal with these jack legs at work, or I got to go home, and it's chaos and it's stress, and I got got to buy Christmas. It could be a devastating time for you, and that's probably year-round. It's probably not just Christmas, but we do know it adds more pressure to you in holiday seasons, Christmas season, Thanksgiving, New Year's, those kind of things. Uh, and so we want to just encourage you, and the best way that we know to encourage you is through God's Word and what encourages us and what His promises are and um, I get it because we stand by those things. We stand by from the rooms of recovery comes the revival of a nation. We stand by that God sees us as new creations, as he saw um, um, Gideon in the book of Judges as a mighty man mm-hmm. of valor. But yet we also are acknowledging to you that you might not feel it. Um, and so how do we overcome that feeling? How do we press on? How do we fight? Uh, how are we not ashamed of the gospel, as it says in Romans one sixteen? How are we... Uh, being beacons of light, and so we want to just use God's word and talk a little bit about some of our favorite verses. Not, not our favorite. I don't know that I could pin down a favorite verse. Right, that'd be difficult. I've, yeah, I've every book similar. that I'm in teaching is my favorite book at the time. Most yeah. of the time, you know, this is my favorite book or one of my favorite books. But yeah, man, I think this is going to be a practical, just a God's word. Um, you, you've probably heard us talk about these verses at some point if you if you listen to a lot of S2L stuff, but. Um, Again, the truth doesn't change, so you're going to hear us repeat things from time Amen. to time. So, Ryan, why don't you lead us in, uh, kind of share your verse, what it means to you, practical application of it, if so. And, um, yeah, let's go from there. Do you want to do our first commercial break? We can. How, how do you hit know? It. We just started. Okay. I thought we were doing that, too. All right, let's go. Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's unityweekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Uh, and we're back. We're back. Be. We're back from the other. But here, let me fill you in. If you're just listening, we do paper, rock, scissors, as you know. I'm the Jedi here. 
You're the Padawan. <laughs> you understand? You can't tell me I'm going to go paper and think that it's going to psychologically mess with me because I got you pegged. Uh, I told you what I was going to be. I would you, hope you you'd did. beat me. You did. You told me what you were going to do with the hopes that it would be double reverse reverse psychology. You're and welcome. it didn't work. But we're back. We're back. Back to your verse. <laughs> I mean, I hate to do that to you right before you're about to dive into the word, but hey. So, yeah, um, man, this is probably so this is the verse. Um, this is the first verse that I ever memorized while I was at S2L. It's also one of the first verses that I really felt God minister to me through. Yeah. Prior to coming here, I didn't know a single verse. I may have known partial of John 316, but I hadn't been in God's word my entire life. But this one is a verse that really, man, it gave me hope that I could absolutely overcome the temptations um, that I had due to my addiction to drugs and alcohol. And it is in first Corinthians and it's verse t uh, chapter 10, verse 13. And it says, no temptation has overtaken you. That is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability but with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Mm. So there's a few different parts to that. For me, that first part, it says no temptation has overtaken you. That is not common to man. For me, um, that gave me a sense of peace and knowing that, OK, because you're on isolation island when you're in the midst of addiction. Yeah. You feel like nobody can relate to what you're going through. Yeah. Nobody knows how hard it is to have desires that are so contrary to what you know is good for you. Yeah. You know, so it's like, man, I'm facing these desires. I can't tell my family and my loved ones how bad it really is because they're already worried sick. But I read that and it's like, OK, so no temptation is overtaking you that is not common to man. So these aren't just like strictly temptations that I'm yeah. facing that nobody else can relate to, that nobody else goes through, that nobody else knows about. Um, and so that gave me some sort of peace and some sort of hope knowing that, OK, there are brothers who can relate, such as the brothers here, as I'm reading this in the program as an SR, that can relate to the temptations and desires that I once felt. Yeah. Um, and then it goes on to say, God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. Yeah. So that goes back to subjective truth and objective truth. Mm. If I'm a Christian and I stand, if I say that I'm a Christ follower, this has to be my authority. Right. I have to be able to filter my thoughts and my emotions through God's word. So although Ryan may not think I can overcome these temptations, although Ryan may not think I can overcome these desires, at some point I have to heed to God's word. And God's word clearly tells me that he is faithful and he will not let me be tempted beyond my ability. Yeah. So once again, man, that fills me with hope. OK, so if God is real, if God is true, if his word is true, um, OK, it's saying that the temptations I face, they're not just for me. They're not common to one man. They're common to all and that he's faithful, right, that he won't let me be tempted beyond my ability. And then it says the but but with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape yeah. that you may be able to endure it. So that encompasses so much for me. That gives me so much hope. That gave me so much peace. That let me know that, hey, the trials and temptations I'm facing, there is a way out. Yeah. So the enemy can no longer lie to me and feed me that, that bull crap of I'm stuck, I'm trapped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can say bull crap. Right? Yeah, you're good. <laughs> you just did. We're good. Yeah. We'll go. But no, because that's where <laughs> like I used to. Flash. <laughs> yeah. That's where I used to be stuck, though, is convinced that that's who I was and that's who I am and that's who I'll always be. And so it didn't take much to throw me off course and knowing that, man, that's just who you are. Like you're stuck. Yeah. You're always going to desire these things. You're always going to do these things. You're always going to make these or engage in the same sin. 
And that right there told me that, hey, man, God is faithful to deliver me from these things and that he has made a way of escape. escape. Yeah. Right. And to be able to endure it. That doesn't notice that word endure. It doesn't mean that, man, you're just omitted from it. Yeah. It yeah. means you you're not endure taking it. away from you're it. You're still enduring. going yeah. to go through trials. Yeah. There may be some days where I still have lustful passions and desires and thoughts and emotions. It doesn't mean they're completely omit from my life, but it means that, hey, when those thoughts come, when those desires, those sinful desires come, man, he's given me a way of escape and I yeah. can endure those things. It doesn't mean I won't have to walk through them, but man, there's a way out. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of the things that you endure currently would be, I think you said lust, but I, I was thinking more pride. And a good example of that would be, I mean, how he spent 45 minutes in studio. We're oh, running gosh, late talking about his fantasy football team. Talking about, hey, can we just give a shout out? And there's two of us. In here. Can we give a <laughs> shout out to my fantasy football team? And I wasn't even going to talk I mean, about that, honestly, until well, he brought it up. It's not a big deal. He's making it a big deal. I did clinch playoffs okay. last or this week, and I, it's really not a big okay. deal. And we're not even going to talk about it long. But deal. while we're talking about it, I am eight and five leading the league, <laughs> okay. and it's not a big deal, okay. man. And I just lost to Travis. <laughs> Travis, if you know him, if Shout you follow the channel, he does the Wednesday words of encouragement. Um, and he's the worst player in the league. Uh, and I lost to him. And we'll just move on. Let me move Let's on. Let's move back. forward. Let's move well, forward. Pride. We'll work on it. Refocus. But, but back to your verse. And, and you kind of touched on it at the end, but I wanted you to hammer it because you said at the beginning, and this is true, but there's two things that are true here. You said, when I'm going through it, it's like no one understands. It's like and you're on isolation mm-hmm. island. You said no one understands what it's like to be dope sick and have that desire, and we talked about that. And um, and I think that is absolutely 100% true, but it's also true, and I want you to touch on this, and you kind of did, but touch on it more. Um, we also aren't forced to be on isolation island, meaning we choose the pit, right? Yes. We talk about that a lot uh, because we could stay in darkness when we're on isolation. There's no one there with light beaming on us. And so it is the aspect of, Oh, they don't understand, but it's also the aspect of woe is me. I have this built up. I am a victim. I am in this pit. I don't want to go and I don't want to go and reach out. I don't want to do this. And then you hear a verse like, Hey man, yeah. God's provided a way of escape. Yeah. It rips the excuses out from under us. It rips the laziness, the woe is me, the Amen. victim mentality. Yep. Touch on that for a second. Cause I know you've touched on that before and you kind of even did just yeah. now, but hit on that for a minute. Yeah. So before reading this, obviously there is no hope. So I would have yeah. forever succumbed to that, that victim mentality because outside of Christ, there is no hope. And therefore it would just be excuses and that victim mentality. But I think it just comes down to identity and the posture of my heart within that, knowing who I am. Um, We talked about it. um, I think I talked about it with the guys the other day in class. But, man, God loves us despite. And it was the love that broke those chains for me. Like, God loved me despite. And I would even say, but God, like, if you see what I've done, but God, don't you know who I am? But God, don't you know I've squandered everything you've given me? Like, when I first came to him, these would be conversations yeah, I would have yeah. with him. Like, but God, you see my heart. I'm still corrupt as all get out. But God, yeah. these desire to still use, yes, I don't have them as much, but they're still there. Like, And I'd have these but God conversations, and it was an overwhelming sense of love Ooh. every single time. Mm. Every single time. And it's his love, man, that broke those chains for me. Like knowing that, man, he loved me despite. 
And what that did for me was, man, I want to honor a heavenly father who does that. I want to, I want to, I want to honor, um, somebody who looks down upon me and because of what Christ did and I, my acceptance of that man, he looks down on me as holy and spotless and blameless. It's like, man, to fathom that, it'll take you a lifetime, Ooh. but to experience that man, it'll change you forever. Yeah. Read your verse it'll, one more time. It'll change you forever. All no temptation through. has overtaken you. That is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Mm. Endure indeed is Oof. what he has done for me. man. That might need to be a T-shirt. Mm. Uh, endure indeed. Mm. Free indeed, endure indeed on the back or something. Copyright, like that. baby. Copyright infringement. <laughs> no, hey, it's well. The Bible says it, but we copyrighted it. Endure, <laughs> if you're a company out there, sponsor the pod, baby. <laughs> there is an endure company. I don't <laughs> know. Yeah, Endure Athletics is a nonprofit in Middle Tennessee. Um, yeah, man, I, and I think we're coming up to another break, but I wanted to hit producer Jorian. It's been a minute. We've had some guests on and stuff like that, and. Um, we actually have a podcast coming up at some point. Uh, Jorian's given his testimony. It's going to be amazing. Uh, but I wanted to hit you in Jorian's corner over there, man. What's a verse that really sticks out to you? And, um, and uh, yeah, what does it mean to you? Yeah, so a verse that um, <clears throat> came to mind was 1 Timothy 1, uh, verse 15 through 17. It says, The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. That Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. I'm going to just stop there. I, I love this verse because it just, first it points out the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And how even while we were sinners, he came and died for us. Um, and if Paul himself, who, who wrote this, is saying that he's the, the foremost of sinners, yeah. you know, how much more does that humble us? Mm. Um, and then continue on, it says, but I receive mercy for this, vi- for this reason that in me as the foremost, Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience as an example to those who were to believe in him for eternal life to the King of the ages, immortal, invisible, the only God be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Ooh. Ooh. Anything further on it? Yeah. It speaks for itself too. Watch yeah, your feet there. It speaks for itself, but it, it gives all glory to God. Um, we have no say in, in, you know, we're saved by grace. It is not by works. We have no account of our own deeds, of anything that we did that yeah. could have granted us this mercy, but it was all account of, of Jesus Christ. Mm. And he uses us as his vessels um, to, sh- to share the world, his light, his love, to see people get saved. And to glorify God, um, and that's why He uses us. And I think that as long as we stay humble, um, we stay open and surrendered to Him, and allow Him to to use us, He will use us, and He will continue to show His mercy and His grace in us, through us, uh, and to everyone, Lord willing, who, that we encounter when we walk in Him, Amen. all for His glory. Amen. Amen. It's Amen. such a beautiful thing how He. We were talking about it the other day at the house here at Doodle, like how he uses such broken people to accomplish his will. Like little old us, man. Right. Just broken individuals that he uses to accomplish his will. It's a beautiful picture of his love once again. Like his love that just transcends circumstances. Yeah. He goes after the lowly. 
Yeah. Yeah. So let me hit my verse, but first let's take a quick break. Um, I kind of want to address how I opened with the, with the opening about maybe just not feeling it, you know, yeah. and, and then rock that out. But let's take a quick break. We'll be right back from a word from our sponsors. Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's unityweekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. And we're back. We're back. All right. He got me just because I mentioned it before. If you're just listening, I will say Ryan got me finally seven and one seven and one's the latest record. So if you're keeping track, I think we asked someone to keep track. I'm not sure. We did, but I don't Um, think anybody is. But yeah. So, I mean, as I kind of opened with the podcast and the aspect of you're listening to this, like, bruh, I'm driving to work or I'm driving uh, home from work or you're just in a funk and and you're like, man, I hear these guys and that's great for them. And I am even hearing these verses and, yeah, I know, man, there's no temptation that's overcome me, and I and I know this, but gosh, I just want you to, like, look at me, listen to me, hear me, hear me, focus for a second, you know, I don't know how you're listening to this, I'm assuming it's on some kind of device, but just, just listen and, and pay attention. If the things that we're saying are true, if if God's Word is true, let's start there, if, if God's Word is true and you believe that we're reading it correctly to you, if you don't, go read it for yourself— then there has to be something there. There has to be some kind of acknowledgement. There has to be some kind of movement. Or you don't really believe like you say you believe. And, and I mean, I know that's harsh, but, but at the same aspect of I can't be the victim in the pit when God tells me that he provides a way of escape. Mm. I'm therefore at that moment choosing that's right. not to because yep. this is my life. This is comfortable. Yep. So in that same vein, no pun intended, in that same realm, who you are in the eyes of Christ is important. Who he says you are is going to affect the way that you respond to people when you clock in at 8 a.m., when you clock out at 5 p.m., when you drive home, the way you, you lead your home or the way that you respond to things at home, the way you live your life. And here's what one of my favorite verses, <clears throat> and I want to read it past just the, the one that I think everyone knows. There's There's a... You said early on one of the first verses at S2L. Well, I think this was probably one of the ones that really changed some things for me too while at S2L. And then as I've you know progressed and looked around, I think this is probably at, at any Christian rehab in the nation, You know this yeah. verse. And, and it's 2 Corinthians. It's 5.17. Um, but I'm going to read down to, to the end of the chapter, to the end of chapter 5 and, and verse 21. Uh, but I'll stop for a second. With this in mind, listen to me. See me. Hear the words, hear the word of the Lord and what he says about you. It says, therefore, and I always encourage you, 
go therefore means what he just said. So go back and read before verse 17 and check out the therefore. But therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. That's the I actually have that. I was I made that into a poster. My buddy Peyton, I don't know, tried a little his hand at something. I made it into a poster, and it's in my garage. It's where I have my fly rods and my fishing tackle and all this stuff. It's like it's it's an important spot, and I pass it every time I leave the house, and I seize it, and it's a reminder. Therefore, God says that I'm made new. God says that if I'm in Christ, I am new. Uh, the old's gone. So all of the shame, all of the pit, all of the everything that I did. It's not who I am anymore. I'm a new creation. The old has passed away. That is a dead man. Why is that a dead man? Well, a good complimentary verse is, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. Mm. That's why I'm a dead man. That, guy, that guy's dead. He, he's dead, and I've been given new life in Christ. Uh, the heart of stone is now beating with a heart of flesh spiritually because of the work of cross, the cross of Christ. That's what God says about you. That's what God says, that you're in Christ, you're made new. Now, before I continue on, it's very important. Man, when I first heard that, it was radically different than anything I'd ever heard in this space before. I'd always been told that I was going to be an addict. I'm always an addict. You have a disease. You're going to be this. You know, there's no, there's no, that's just who you are. And the best you can do is is have a life of remission. But, I mean, one drink, one drug away from being full-blown addiction. And, man, that... (laughs) <laughs> we've never really apologized for going hard in the pain against these modalities and so i won't start now uh although i am just cautious because i know a lot of people can get help that way but <laughs> god can strike a straight bro blow with a crooked stick right but that message being said to me honestly is from the pits of hell and it was no hope you talked about hope it was my best, my best, this this life has to offer is that I'm in remission from a disease that ties me to a lot of wicked things that I did, a lot of negative kind of, a lot of like pain and suffering and devastation with the people that I love the most, yeah. right? But what God's word says is that I'm new, and the old has passed away. So I encourage you, brother, that's saying, man, I don't feel it. I encourage you, sister, or whoever's listening, that's saying, I'm believing that, but I'm not feeling it, to pause for a second and ask yourself, if you are a new creation in Christ, if you are, if, if you've been born again, if you've surrendered your life to Christ and he reigns and rules over you, you're allowed to have bad days, you're allowed to have bad seasons right. and those kind of things, but there's a way of escape, as Chitty said, as the Word of God said that Chitty proclaimed, but also, you've got to stop thinking the old life is sexy. If you are new, stop lusting over the old. Stop grieving the death of the old, I should say. That life is no longer who you are. It's no longer tied to your identity. That was something that I had to comprehend, man, because there's this thing called FOMO, and there's something else now, fear of missing out yeah, or whatever it is. Like you're longing for this stuff. And I, when I really started like breaking that down, because there was always this joy in worship, this joy in His Word. This is early on, joy in worship, joy in His Word. But then there's just also a little bit of shame from the old, but also, man, I'll never get to do that again, or I'm going to miss out on certain things. I'm yeah. gonna... And it was just like, hey, why am I? Why am I even thinking about the the Bible, God, His Word, His His um, perfect Word, His infallible Word says that I'm new. 
and that man is dead. He's dead. So I've got to start thinking about it. I've got to start operating in that aspect and start really forcing myself when I'm in those moments of mundaneness. It's just a clock in, clock out kind of day. I'm driving to work to deal with knuckleheads. I'm driving home to deal with the chaos of whatever your mindset is. Remind yourself that you're a new creation in Christ. Now, why is that such a big deal? Let's keep reading. Verse 18. All of this is from God. What is all this? That you, you've been made new, that you're a new creation, that, that the old man has the right to be dead, and it's not tied to you forever. All that's from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself, and here it is, gave us a ministry of reconciliation. Purpose is the number one thing, man. If you, mm. if you don't have purpose in life, then you will be mundane. Mm. And right here in 2 Corinthians 5, 18, you have been given purpose, given purpose. You've been given a ministry. I don't have, I don't know what my gift is. You've been given a ministry of reconciliation. That's so crazy that God, mm. who, who and can snap and things just are, he can talk and they just exist, has chosen to use us, busted humans, broken people who have devastation in their past. He's using us to have a ministry of reconciling what? That is, he gave us a ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, mm-hmm. not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us this message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors of Christ, God making it his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of of Christ be reconciled to God. And here's maybe the the greatest gospel presentation in a sentence. For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. I challenge you listener if you're if you don't have a verse that you're um, familiar, you haven't put one to memory for a while. Second Corinthians five twenty one. For mm. our sake, He made Him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. If you can memorize that, and you tell someone that, that is the opening of a gospel talk. If you could, well, what do you mean reconciling us to God? And you just break down the gospel. Man, we were torn apart from God. I'll save that for an evangelism talk, which means that's a good episode idea. Hey, how do you evangelize? How do you? you know, have conversations with people that believe different. Yeah. But man, seeing this, it really just explodes the mundane. Why? Because you've been given a ministry of reconciliation. You've been given a message of reconciliation to go Mm. out and proclaim these things. Well, how do I do it? You do it because you're new. You're not the old man. You're not the dead man anymore. You have a, a heart of flesh and man, I, I don't know. I just that fires me up, and, and it's such a verse that I, it can become. Oh, I've said it so many times. If you're in Christ, you're a new mm-hmm. creation. But if you really stop, that's why I kept saying, "Hey, listen to me. Look at me. Stop. Stop the car if you have to." You've got to hear this, and if you hear this, something has to change. If you believe it, if it doesn't change, gosh. You've got to start asking questions. Right. And, and I'm not I'm not I don't know a man's heart. God yeah. does. But if, if you don't if you don't believe this, if you're just saying the words, I believe this man, you you I, I call you to repentance. I call you to repentance and to to pray to God that he saves your soul. 
if you do really believe this and you're still in the mundane, I call you to repentance. Why can I do that? Because I have to repent all the time, man. When I am in a funk, it's because I'm forgetting that God's given me a way of escape to endure this season. I forget that God's given me a new name, that I was a dead man, man. I was, oh man, I was vile. I was wicked. I was serving Adam Comer as God. I was hurting the people that love me the most. And God said, no, Satan, not yours. He's mine. And matter of fact, I give him a new name. Matter of fact, I'm giving him a ministry of reconciliation to go tell other vile people about this reconciling agent that I have called the gospel of Jesus Christ and his cross. Man, if that doesn't get you fired up, and it doesn't always mean, man, you know, I have mundane days, but the way I get out of them is repentance, is not victimhood. It's I own this. I don't have to be this way. How do I not have to be this way? Because there is a way of escape. Because God's given me a name. Because I am made new. And, man, I just went off for a minute. So I'm going to hand it back to you. No, that's that's good, man. For our sake, he made him who knew no sin to be sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. That's so strong. I don't know why when you said that, that made me think back to a conversation we had. I used to struggle with forgiving myself. And I think a lot of people who listen to this or are watching this who struggle with addiction – that's where a lot of times their hang-up is. Maybe it would be fully belief in the gospel or whatever it may be. But nonetheless, everyone struggles with forgiving themselves the most yeah. in, in, in general, you know. And they may be saying that right now, like, but I just can't forgive myself for what I've done. And I remember a conversation we had in which you told me that that was pride. And I had never looked at it from that yeah. perspective. Like, how on earth is that pride that I'm struggling to forgive myself? And it's what it's, a say, it's essentially saying is that Christ, your sacrifice was not enough for my sins. It's crazy. Maybe for the world's, maybe for everybody else's, maybe for my mom's, my dad's, my brother's. All them, your sacrifice is enough. But me, I'm different. My sins are different. My sins are far greater. And it's like almost putting your sin and self on a pedestal as if it's like greater than the act of Christ's on, on Calvary, you know, and I never saw it through that lens. It was always a victim lens. Like, well, you just don't understand. It's so dark. It's so depressing. It's so evil. I've hurt so many people. And a lot of that is true. true. And I'm not minimizing that one bit, but when it comes to the sacrifice that Christ made, your sin has been overtaken by that. You know, he, he has covered that his blood has covered that. His blood has been shed for that. So therefore you have no excuse to say, but like, well, man, it's just so much. It's so hard. I've done so much. It's like, no, repent, right? Confess, repent and turn from it. That's where it starts. Yeah. He's paid the price for that. And it it sounds cliche, but when you can apply it to your life directly, like, no, that's me. John 316 is me for me as well. Yeah. For God so loved Ryan that he gave his one and only begotten son, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's good, man. And, and here's what here, here's how I'll end it. If if you are feeling the mundaneness or the pressures or the 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 isolation island or just the the pressures of the day, and man, you might be watching this in July or whenever. It doesn't have to be holidays because this that's just life. Let us remind you of something that you could do one of two things. One, you could take this pressure, take this isolation, take these pains, take this life and allow it to victimize you. And you'll feel comfortable in that pit. You'll feel comfortable in that Mm -hmm. island. 
Uh, you'll start to make excuses and feel sorry for yourself, and it'll just be bad. And you'll become a very depressed, angry, miserable human. And everything in life that, that God's meant for good, you'll have an issue with. You'll have an issue with work. Well, God provided you a job with that, get, that you get paid, and it'll get it, just mundane. But if you can just remember this, that no matter what you're going through, that God's loved you enough to provide a way mm. of escape to endure Amen. during this season, that he's called you out of darkness. He's, he saw your heart of stone and the wickedness that you did and the thoughts that you had. That's terrifying. And he chose to enter into his own creation as Christ the Son, splitting time, B.C., becoming A.D., lived perfectly for 33 and a half years. He chose to go to the cross, and God poured out his wrath upon him. On the cross, Jesus says, Ali, Ali, Alama Sabachthani, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It's because of the wrath that you and I deserve was poured out on him because he lived perfect. He didn't sin. He did all those things so he could say that you're a new creation. The old is gone. Behold, the new has come. And not only that, but he says, come and play. Man, this is awesome. I'm now giving you a ministry of reconciliation for you to go on and talk about this message, that same pit that I dragged you out of. I want to do it for them. Go and tell them. Go and tell them and let that fire you up, knowing that you have purpose, you have a new name, and you have tools and promises from God and his word that can cause you to be a mighty man of valor. And that, my friends, is life after addiction. And you better believe it. Come on. Thank you for listening to this episode of Life After Addiction. Life After Addiction is a production of S2L Studio. For more Christ-centered addiction recovery resources, please visit s2l.net. That's S, the number two, L dot net. For more information about S2L's licensed and accredited residential program, please visit s2lrecovery.org. That's S, the number two, lrecovery.org. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. God looks at your heart, not your gene size. Do you know the verses yet still stress over your body? Oh, I get it. I was raised in church, but I struggled with food, eating disorders, and my body for decades. I'm Heather Creekmore, host of the Compared To podcast, where we talk about all things body image and comparison from a biblical perspective. We get real about the pressure to focus on appearance in a culture where looks seem to matter most. Whether you're wrestling wrinkles or battling the scale, Compared To Who is the show for you. You'll laugh a little and be encouraged a lot. If you're ready to stop comparing and start living, visit lifeaudio.com to listen and subscribe.